It's Monday morning, it's 9.30, and it's time for Food Talk. I'm Marianne Myers, and I am joined in person once again by my fabulous co-host, Linda Perkins. Good morning, Linda. Uh, It's too hot for an apron. (laughs) (laughs) It is the first day of summer. (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo! And it's too hot for an apron. (laughs) Or maybe you just have to have only an apron. Oh, dear. No, nobody (laughs) wants to see that. I'm wearing my invisible apron. (laughs) It's a virtual apron. I have a virtual apron. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It is uh, officially summer now. Yeah, which is just great. We can go roll in the watermelon fields. (laughs) Yeah, oh, let's. (laughs) Selena's, here we come. (laughs) That that, that sounded better in my brain. (laughs) Some things are uh, best left there, as I know uh, from personal experience. So, uh, what have you been cooking? Or what do you plan to cook? Well, um, um, mostly, and you know what? I do this every time of year, and I think a lot of people do. I'm just making salads. Yeah, well. You know, there's just, you just can't go wrong. Um, Sometimes, like, you know, if we have a taco salad, and um, I like taco salads, just whatever kind of, oops, whatever kind of, sorry, everybody, just punched my microphone. Whatever kind of, it had to have been loud. (laughs) Whatever kind of meat, you know, whether it's just regular ground beef taco meat or some pork carnitas type stuff. Um, you know, I'll put hot meat on it and it wilts the lettuce a little bit, but otherwise just, just a salad and, yeah. and it's just something that I really enjoy. Do you put beans in your taco salad? Um, no, no, for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good to know. <laughs> I hope all of you are making a note. <laughs> Y'all can talk to Dale. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. For a reason. <sighs> but, um. Um, other than that, I think really the only things I've been cooking are like experiment type things. I saw a show, you know, Lydia, what's her last name? Bastianich. Bastianich. Yeah. She had a show where she just, um, made some spaghetti and meatballs, but she, I always cook the meatballs in the oven or, um, I have also just browned them in the pan and Uh put them in the sauce, but she just dropped them raw into the sauce. (gasps) What? And she said that was an okay thing to do, but it wasn't very good. They're just kind of gray and then they break apart. So that wasn't, that didn't work for me. Yeah. I like them better. Uh, Well, I don't do them in the oven as often, but I probably should because it's less messy, although it's summer now. So yeah, the oven. Yeah. 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 And that was why I wanted to try them just in the pot of sauce, but I, I just didn't like it. Yeah. yeah. I do like Lydia's. Uh, I love most of what Lydia does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's the real deal. Yeah, and her recipes are always really good. Yeah, they and are. And then salads. Um, um, I think COVID has made me, I don't know if it's just lazy, <laughs> but you know what? We've all been kind of burnt out from our own cooking. That's what I, it is. It's yeah. not laziness. It's just over dosing on you know we're being forced Forced. to cook i mean i only cook two meals a day but after a year and a half of cooking two meals a day i am out of fresh ideas yeah yeah and so um um just the it'll come time to make the salad which is not hard but then i'm like oh i have to make a dressing it's the end of the world you know (laughs) i mean seriously it's so pathetic i'm just like spoiled i mean just awful so um uh I have just that go-to of 
just good olive oil, lemon, salt, and pepper. Uh-huh. And just when I am feeling really, really lazy, that's just what goes on it. And it's always good. It doesn't matter. You don't put any emulsifier in there, Mm-mm. mustard or no, anything? No, sure. I can if I'm making a dressing. But when I'm whining. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> when I'm whining. Oil I and just, vinegar. I don't even make the dressing. I just put the oil on the salad. I put, you know, uh, squeeze a lemon over it and then salt and pepper. And that's it. And then um, this year, uh, it's funny. Like every once in a while, I'll just get something that I just put in all the salads. And this year, it's arugula. Oh, I love arugula, yeah. and I like a just a arugula salad. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that stuff yeah. so much. And I, I'm not um, like making it my only green, but um, it's going in pretty much every salad. I'm just this is the year of the arugula for apronless Linda. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it makes me think of this. Um, uh, chickpea stew from Allison Roman that I loved so much. And I actually s- heard about this the first time because I see her on uh, YouTube okay. and she was making it. And, and the world, the cooking world that follows Allison just calls this the stew because okay. it's gotten to be so popular. But arugula is a very good green to toss in there. What's it called? It's called, oh, well, she, it, the official name is Spiced Chickpea Stew with Coconut and Turmeric. But Yum. that is really very uh, wordy. Oh, but it sounds really good. <laughs> it is so stinking good. And when you say arugula, it makes me think of that. It is... Um, it's just really easy ingredients. It comes together all in a saute pan, which okay. is a great thing for a summer cooking where you don't want to be spending a whole lot of time. And um, and so you just um, heat up oil and um, saute your aromatics, garlic, onion, and ginger, okay. and uh, salt and pepper, and let everything get translucent and so that just takes a few minutes and then you add in some turmeric uh, which makes everything beautiful and some uh, red chili flakes if you like that you don't Mm -hmm. have to and then chickpeas and she just uses canned chickpeas um, drained and rinsed but uh, she doesn't you can make this with dried chickpeas and soak them overnight, obviously. Okay. But if you use, if you, it's a hot day and you don't want to spend a lot mm-hmm. of time, um, and then uh, you you cook it with the chickpeas and um, you take uh, you let the chickpeas sizzle in the oil and spices until they get a little crunchy. Okay. And you take some of those aside because you're going to use them for a garnish. Oh, okay. And then uh, you in the in the pot with the crispy chickpeas and all of that stuff you've already done. Um, you're going to use a, a wooden spoon or something and smash some of those chickpeas that are left in the pot so that it, that's the thickener for the stew. Okay. Uh, and le- leave the majority of them whole. And then you add coconut milk and um, see and salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. And you just let it simmer for a little bit. Usually, um, she recommends about a half hour, but I have cooked it less than that, and it was perfectly fine. With okay. canned peas, you don't yeah. need to cook. You d- yeah. You're basically just uh, getting Warming it up. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then um, you're going to, before you, just before you get ready to serve it, you're going to add the greens and whatever kind you want to use spinach, chard, arugula would be mm-hmm. great. Kale is going to take a little longer. Yeah. Uh, but you're going to throw in a whole bunch of greens and let those 
uh, wilt down into the liquid and and get tender. And then when you serve it up, you're going to top it with a bunch of chopped mint, which sounds, it's really good. The mint is like so important and uh, it's key to the pleasure of this uh, bowl. It sounds delicious. It's really good. She likes to serve it with uh, yogurt and pita bread. Okay. And, um, oh, she says serve alongside yogurt and toasted pita. Dust the yogurt with turmeric, if you like. Oh, nice. Yeah. I bet it's pretty. I bet it is pretty. I haven't done the yogurt and pita. I've just made the stew and eaten an entire batch of it by myself <laughs> over like a three-day period. It is so good, warmed your up egg the next Tom. day. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, if you give the guy a choice of, you know, a bacon cheeseburger or a chickpea <laughs> stew, yeah. I try not to give him a choice too often, but I do love him, and if what he wants, what he wants. Of I, course, you of know, course. That's, I don't know. But that combination of chickpeas and coconut sounds really good. So good. Yeah. So good. And greens, and it would be a perfect place if you had a bag of arugula and you were using some of it in a salad, you would have a place to use mm-hmm. a bunch more of it. Really good. So you got that off the New York Times? Yeah, it's New York yeah. Times, or you could just search uh, uh, Alison Roman, yeah. and uh, she has her, her own cookbooks. She's brilliant and she does something wonderful i recommend oh um if you like to watch people cook uh, allison roman does a youtube weekly youtube video that runs you know just it's short mm-hmm. maybe five six seven minutes and it's called home movies oh, yeah. and <laughs> each week she does one thing okay and she's that's where i first saw this stew and Looked it up on um, on, on the Google until <laughs> I found a recipe for it. But I found this recipe everywhere because okay. it really went worldwide. Did it, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I appreciate about the New York Times cooking section? What? That it's black lettering printed on white paper. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ugh, I cannot tell you. Just recently, I have gotten so many cookbooks, and by that I mean three, but that's enough, <laughs> Yeah, where there is... There's pages of yellow type on white paper, or even, I got one yesterday, yellow type on yellow paper. Oh, my gosh. Why? Why? Oh, yeah, there are different shades of yellow. That really helps me (laughs) with my eyes that are not 14 years old. Well, in reality, a cookbook is a reference manual. It's a resource document. You need to be able to read it. I don't care what our vision is. Uh, It needs to be clear and easy. I don't know. I have a couple of cookbooks that have made me crazy. Uh Not only choices of ink color and, and who, what's, these people must not have editors Yeah, yeah. because no editor would let that go. Um, Colored stock, yeah. Please, mm-hmm. what are you thinking? Yeah. And font. Font. And that, for me, oh, I got this book recently by this guy named Cedric. I don't even remember what his last name is. He's a renowned French pastry chef, but now he's dead to me. And why? <laughs> because of his font. Oh, my gosh. So, so how his pages are arranged is, say the title is Tangerine Tart. Um, and, and, oh, the book is called Fruit. So it's oh. it's that's the one I wanted to get all all about fruit. I love I love baking with fruit. 
So tangerine is at the top of the page, and then tart is at the bottom. So Why? there's so if you're flipping through like the chapter on apples, every recipe says apple, 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 but then you have to take your head and point it all the way to the bottom of the page, crank your neck down, and then see what kind of apple thing it is, tart. And you don't get to read the word tart because what the font says is it's just this this incredibly stylized, convoluted. So so there was one. Um, <laughs> one section. So, oh, and all the fruits are their 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 lettering is done in the color of the fruit. So let's see. There's pineapple and oh, bananas. Gosh. All these things that are yellow. So they're all yellow. So there was some kind of pineapple tart thing, and it had three words: something pineapple, something, and tart at the bottom of the page or tartlet. And I timed all my friends. I showed them the page, and I said, "What's the title of this recipe?" And nobody got it in less than seven seconds. And if you think one thousand one, one thousand two, th- I mean, how long seven seconds takes? If it, if you're gonna even just peruse a book and it takes you that long to get three words, ah, uh, ah. Uh, so frustrating. What are people thinking? Ugh. I don't know, Linda. Maybe they have something. I think maybe uh, when my cookbook is ready to print, I'll do it all in Comic Sans. What do you think? <laughs> well, you could read it <laughs> at least. <laughs> oh my God! You might be annoyed, but it, you won't be like thwarted, <laughs> thwarted ju- in your efforts to. You'll read be the put off. <laughs> yeah. totally put off. I won't, because I don't care about that. I just want to be able to read it. Yeah. Why did? Why is it? I. Uh, I'm not sure. It's just ill-conceived yeah. decisions yeah. about design and reali- and not realizing that design is not... Layout is key, but mm-hmm. design... I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And he does all his books in this unreadable font. It's really funny. Oh, he's French. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love France. I've only been once yeah. to a very small part of it, but I... Th- I'm a big fan. And I didn't see any fancy, obnoxious writing on any of the menus I read. And I sure read plenty of menus because all I did there was <laughs> eat. I'm pretty sure it's just his idea. Yeah. I haven't been there, but I buy French cookbooks. <laughs> okay, well, now that I'm complaining. Yes. I'm oh, do you have something more? C- continuing on that. Do you think I should let everybody know who... Who's getting? Who's making it possible for us to be on the radio <laughs> and complain? I think I should. Okay. You know, food talk is a co-production. No, wait. Let me say it. K M U N and Coast Community Radio and uh, help North Coast Food Web. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> and and uh, thank you to those fine organizations for making this gripe fest possible <laughs> and we now return to linda <laughs> perkins listing off things that make her crazy chapter two no, <laughs> no but um this is a real concern for mine recently is is food prices oh yeah um i am actually a little bit frightened that that food has gone Ooh, look what lumber did well we could do that so um since november december of 2020 beef is up 80 percent yeah. Flour is up 50%. Oil, cooking oil is up 50%. And that happened in like a month. Butter's up 25%. I mean, these are things that... There are shortages yeah. also. Yes. I- in addition to uh, ha- everything costing so much more. Yes. So so there's, you know, they blame COVID. They blame um, there's a container shortage. Yeah. Um, they say that a container of wholesale food goods landed in America costs 80% more now this month than it did in November of 2020 80% more I mean that's really a lot and it's just because of container shortage which is 
related partially to labor shortage. And then also there's the drought. So there's a lot of factors. But um, it's a big thing. I mean, uh, you know, for a living, I'm a baker. And, and you if you just take, you know, my raw material and jack it up 50%, that really affects me. And I mean, people aren't going to pay, you know, uh, two-digit number for a sticky bun, you know? <laughs> I mean, well, it depends on the day. <laughs> <laughs> there are days when you could call that medicine uh, and it would be cheap. I know. Do you want a pack of cigarettes, Ralph, or do you want this donut? <laughs> no. no, I know. I what I, am, uh, uh, what I am most concerned about were that I can identify many justifiable reasons for that uh-huh. happening. We have had a dire collision of events. Circumstances, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. You know, the the uh, the bridge falling down and that closed off the Mississippi River and all the barges couldn't get through, mm-hmm. the Panama Canal getting closed down, all of the shipping routes, mm-hmm. uh, and then the pandemic, and then the, and then the, I get it, and then also opportunism. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I'm mostly me. worried about is that we had a hunger crisis in this country to start with. Yeah. And when you jack up food, mm-hmm. uh, it affects everybody, mm-hmm. but most direly and most immediately people who had trouble affording food We're in just, the first yeah, place. Hanging on by and a also our food banks who are, the food banks have to buy food. Mm-hmm. And so it becomes very, and they are nonprofit. It mm-hmm. becomes very complicated mm-hmm. for them to stock enough food for an increasing number of people who are hungry, um, and and come up with the funds they need to buy that food to be able to mm-hmm. distribute it. It's just a very scary uh, domino effect. Mm-hmm. And so the the food costs are especially big right now in the wholesale market so and and that affects restaurants and then of course food manufacturers and so you know it's just like weeks before it trickles down into the retail yeah market i think that um things like the chickpea stew those sorts of things where you can make it easily and um quickly and it is inexpensive ingredients Mm -hmm. are really key i think our pantries which for all of us, to some degree or another, came became really important during mm-hmm. COVID. Um, are going to continue to be important important to yeah. us because that's where the affordable food. Yeah, lives. that's a really really good point. So you know, rice, be any kind of legumes, um, uh, pasta, all of that shelf mm-hmm. stable stuff that you can still afford mm-hmm. at, that will fill you up mm-hmm. and provide the nutrition you need and um, and I think that uh, we see so much now uh, plant-based protein mm-hmm. that the fa- fact that uh, beef and, and animal protein has gotten so much more expensive is just going to really uh, push that even harder. Yeah, because it used to be more expensive and now it's cheaper yeah. than meat. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's a really good point. I hadn't thought about that. That's a good thing. Hey, speaking of vegetarianism. 11 Madison Park, which is a fancy restaurant in New York City. And even in uh, 2017, I think, it was voted the best restaurant in the world. I mean, it's always one of the top ten. Anyway, it just announced that it's going all vegetarian. Well. That's really big. 
we've talked before about the Epicurious website mm-hmm. uh, no longer. They, they're keeping any of the animal protein recipes they had from the past, but they're not ever going to add any more. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that it's a trend. Yeah, I think it's really something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been really during the pandemic because I had so much opportunity to cook and try things. <laughs> <laughs> I like to call that enforced, <laughs> that prison sentence an opportunity. That's what I like to call it. Um, it's called I, spin. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I, I've been uh, really experimenting more with making meals without animal protein okay. or with just limited, like uh, eggs. I, I'm not mm-hmm. really. It would take more than a pandemic to have me go vegan Mm -hmm. because I love honey, I love butter, Mm -hmm. I love cheese, and I use a lot of eggs. Yeah, me too. And I don't even, you would use more because you bake. Yeah. But I I don't bake that much, but I use a lot of eggs in just, like dinner salads, Mm -hmm. we were talking about dinner salads, you add a hard-boiled egg to that and it's, you know, an entree. And we have, you know, breakfast for dinner sometimes. Yeah. I'm, I I take advantage of my, I have one volunteer day a week at the um, food web for market day, mm-hmm. and I'm up and out really early, and I don't get home until afternoon, and so I, Tom is left to fend for himself in the morning, <laughs> which usually means cold Licorice. cereal. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. It would be for me. Licorice and jerky. <laughs> <laughs> he does cold cereal, and that means that I get to do Breakfast for dinner. It's oh, a, yay. Right it's on, a right on. no-brainer. I like that <laughs> I like very much. Yeah. I saw a spice set that I thought was really cute. It was. It didn't have a name. It was just something that somebody had made for their son. But um, she put puns on all the spice jars. Like, um, I beg your parsley. You know, <laughs> that kind of thing. But she had some really cute ones. One was, stop. It's hammer time. Hammer <laughs> <For> time. <laughs> And then um, the um, one had a picture of Scarface on it, and it says, say hello to my Italian seasoning. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great gift. I know. I thought it was so cute. And her to son was just that. out of college, and he was, you know, in his first house. And so I just thought that was really cute. I hope he has company for dinner, and they get to see that. <laughs> I, I hope he so has a spice too. rack. <laughs> Mary, Rosemary, quite contrary. <laughs> Hammer time. That's so great. What a good idea. That's a really good idea. And I was thinking about um, when we were talking about salad dressings and and how um, beleaguered we are when we have to make one every time we make a salad. And that's true. No, no, that's me. (laughs) But I think that that a really nice vinaigrette is a great gift. It's Uh a great hostess gift. You're right. I never thought about cooking salad dressing. Everybody always brings wine, you know. Yeah, I know. So who needs another bottle of wine? Yeah. Well, I mean, speak for myself. But <laughs> yeah. No, but still. Yeah. Salad dressing is a great idea. Yeah, I think it I think it is. Just like those spice bl- blends. I remember once Renya Fick brought salad dressing to my house. It was for some kind of thing, but oh, it was so good. She had 
tahini in it. And oh. I remember, because normally if I make a salad dressing, I'm like, wow, I have five ingredients in there. I'm king of the world, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't just do my lemon and olive oil, you know. I'm like, woohoo, I'm a star. But um, And I'm like, how did you make this? And she's like, you know, took a big breath and then listed 17 ingredients and took another big breath and listed five more and then took a big breath. And, you know, I mean, it was really something. She just had so many different things in there, but it was delicious. So good. And I thought, yeah, what a, like, you know, effort of love you know when you ask somebody oh you're coming to thanksgiving we bring a pie and then they you know go to the grocery store and spend 3.99 and you're like wow uh, thanks <laughs> yeah yeah and then there's people that do the exact opposite they're like i grew this pumpkin and i <laughs> hacked it up and i <laughs> roasted the bejesus out of it you know what i mean yeah it's just and it was one of those things it was just such an intricate and beautiful vinaigrette and i mean it was a decade ago at least and i still remember it wow yeah i uh I'm like you in that I'm making dressing to dress the salad that's in the bowl that's going on the table now. Mm -hmm. So I don't spend massive amounts of time. I'm just like trying not to make the exact same vinaigrette that I made the night before. Yeah, I want it not to suck. (laughs) (laughs) Is that asking too much? (laughs) Yeah. COVID goals. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's just readjust our, Tom is always saying to me, just lower your expectations and then <laughs> yeah. everything will yeah. be fabulous. So it's so true. And I've made, um, you know, a lot of salads with blueberries in them, but um, recently I made one and I smashed blueberries into the dressing. So rather than using like a blueberry jam or something like that, yeah. I just smashed some blueberries into it and it was good. That's a, a really great idea. Yeah. I like Got pudding. Uh, uh, <laughs> you like pudding? No, I love pudding, but hardly ever on salad. I like putting jam of some kind in um, uh, any kind of salad dressing. And I recently got a jar of bitter orange marmalade from Spain. Really? Yes. Wow. Well, on two counts, because who knows what the carbon footprint is of this <laughs> jar of, you know, fr- where the Valencias come from. Yes. <laughs> anyway, it's so delicious, this uh, marmalade, and really good in salad dressing. It sounds also. because citrus is always so good, it doesn't yes. matter what it is in salad dressing. That sounds really good. Yeah, but I, I like the idea of actually smashing up the fruit. Yeah, yeah, I needed to. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they get smashed, but it was good. It was good. Yay. Yeah. Well, I, I would say at this point in June, we're just moments away from uh, melon and sweet corn. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm all, I, you know, the sweet corn that comes to us in June is just, I think, a tease. Because I, I know, want it so badly, but I it know. isn't good. And it's come from far away, yeah. which means that it's already busied itself by converting its sugar yeah. to starch yeah i um when um when i lived in portland i had a neighbor who was who was so picky about corn and people teased him about having a corn church and all kinds of stuff like that but um uh he he would he was of that ilk where you cut the corn off the stalk and then you cook it because of that converting it to starch right away thing you know oh yeah yeah and so um, um, the farther I get away from him, the less picky I am. So I'm pretty happy about the corn now. <laughs> and pretty soon I'll just be eating it out of a can, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but I 
I'm looking forward to the field fresh corn. Oh my gosh, yeah. where you can really make corn salsa with raw corn because yes. it's delicious. You make such good corn salsa. Well, it's not complicated. It ju- you just have to have really good corn, which means you cannot yeah. make fresh corn salsa before August. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, but you're also so good at balancing flavors. I mean, that's one of your top five talents. Uh, I wonder what my other four might be. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a fill-in-the-blank <laughs> issue going on there. <laughs> we have about a minute and a half, and so I, uh, the reason that I mention that is because, A, we always end up running over and uh, not being able to finish a sentence, and uh, also because I don't want to leave out something that we meant to talk about and... Um, forgot to mention because we've been talking about everything else. What Have are you, we? What are you thinking of? My brain's drawing a blank. Yeah. Well, I'm. I I, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think I inherited this trait from my mom, but who used to. Uh, while we were having lunch, talk about what we were going. I wonder what we should have for dinner. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so I tend to think about like here we are. The end of June, we've got all these great berries. Yeah. The cherries are starting to come on. We've got all of this largesse, and I'm worried about when the car- corn's going to get sweet. It's oh, yeah. Like, yeah. It's yeah. totally, <laughs> uh, it's totally my mom. Thanks, Mom. We still love her. I totally love her, and I, I channel her all the time. Yeah. We have to say goodbye. I'm so sorry about that, but we have to. Linda Perkins, thank you so much. Thank you, Marianne. So nice to talk to you. It's so nice to be in the house with you. Yay! See you all soon. Have a great week. You'd better come on, come on, in my